Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Good Risings, I'm Liz Earnshaw, and this is Hash It Out. This week, I am really excited to be joined by my friend and colleague, Katherine Hurling, who is a licensed marriage and family therapist in Philadelphia and specializes in working with people who are neurodivergent, relationships, kids, all sorts of stuff. And so I'm really excited to have Katherine with us this week as we answer listener questions that are related to her specialties. So Katherine, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me today. It's really exciting. I'm excited to talk to you. Catherine always writes really great blog posts about really everything neurodivergence and just kind of helping people to know how to access what they need and, and create healthy connections with each other. So Catherine, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, sure. So as Liz said, I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. I am a family therapist by trade, but I have grown to love couples therapy the more time I spend at A Better Life. I wound up deciding to get into the neurodivergence field because that is the life that I lead as someone who is neurodivergent and who married a neurodivergent spouse. I realized that it's not as one size fits all and that across the lifespan development, we learn how to do things a little bit differently and Sometimes we learn things so differently that other people who aren't in our own heads need a little bit more context and learning a little bit differently. How do we go about communicating and feeling connected and supported by each other? I think that's so important. And one of the things you said that I just want to touch on is this idea of one size fits all. And sometimes, and this is something as therapists, I think you would agree with me that that we know and we experience is that a lot of the stuff is meant to be one size fits all sometimes. And it just doesn't work that way. And what then happens is that people feel kind of as if something's wrong with them. You know, like, why can't I do it this way? I'm communicating in a way that I think is X, Y, and Z. I think I'm being direct, or I think I'm being loving, or I think you know, I'm making something work in the way that it works for me and it's it's not working with this other person. What's wrong with me that the advice that I'm being given isn't working? And so that's why I think it's so important that we have this conversation this week. Absolutely. And especially when one of the awesome things about social media and, you know, just the internet in general is that we get to hear a little bit of, you know, here's some advice, here are some things to do, which is so incredibly helpful and awesome starting point. Sometimes you need something a little more custom tailored. You need someone who can sit in, be immersed in who you are as a person and then guide you through. How do I get what I want expressed to the other person? How do I make sure that the message I want to send is received in the way that I want it to be? And the other piece of that is then how can the partner 
be open to receiving something in a way that works for their partner, right? And like, Absolutely. This isn't all work just for someone who is neurodivergent to do. Like, I think that this is something that everyone needs to think about in here is that relational awareness is something I talk about a lot on the podcast is relational awareness. Relational awareness is remembering that not, not everybody is you. <laughs> And that's not even just a neurodivergent thing. Like, that's just like, not everybody is you. Every single human on this planet thinks a little differently, operates a little differently, um, attempts to communicate a little differently than the other. And so it's not all on one person to say, hey, I'm not fitting into this mold. It's also up to everyone as they interact with each other to say, how can I be more open to how this person is trying to relate to me. Am I being willing to see like who I am? Yes, but also to see what their intentions are or what the attempt is here or what their culture is or what their personality is. And I think that that's just an important message for all of us. Absolutely. And one of the awesome things that I've noticed as time has passed is that there is a greater push for self-awareness and just a greater sense of education. You can't always assume what kind of a person someone is just by looking at them. (laughs) And one of the things that I spend a lot of time working on, couples, families, even individuals, is psychoeducation. ADHD and autism spectrum disorder tend to be what people bring to the table. And so even providing a little bit of context and being able, if there is one partner who is neurotypical, the other one is on the spectrum. If the neurotypical client says, oh my goodness, you know, my partner just keeps, is just like really focused on these things and it's just too overwhelming, being able to provide some education on that and saying, this is fixation. This is within the norm of this diagnosis. That allows for that greater turning towards and being able to say, okay, this is not because they are ignoring me or they feel like I'm not important. This is what I like to call one of their quirks. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, and if we can like look at each other as having quirks instead of looking at each other as having problems, it's like a much gentler way of looking at it, which I think really changes the way you then respond to each other. Absolutely. And for people in general, we all have quirks. Yes. <laughs> you know, when if, if someone asks you, you know, why do you do it this way? I don't know. <laughs> this is just who I am. This is just how I've done it for as long as I can remember. And being able to put them to some extent on equal footing really makes things feel far less pathological. Yeah, because we because especially if um if you grew up within you know the school system and you know IEP meetings left right and center, sometimes you feel like you are just a piece of paper. Here are my test scores. Here are the accommodations I need. Instead of, oh, I'm not just my diagnosis. My diagnosis impacts who I am as a person, but I am I'm Catherine Hurling. I'm not just my diagnoses. It's interesting because as you're talking about that, something that just came up for me as you were saying it is it's like all of those things that are supposed to be supportive start to feel like they're taking the relational component out of it where it's like, are you only treating me this way because I have this piece of paper? Or like, can you be in relationship with me and say, I just know you, Catherine. So I know that you 
perform better if I let you, I'm just making things up here, but if I let you like sit on the beanbag chair, like I know that you're gonna do better and I love you and I'm gonna let you do that. But because it's on that paper, sometimes it feels more about, I'm just seeing you on this list, I'm checking boxes, I'm doing these things for you, but it's not relational. Exactly. And one of the things that my husband taught me, and I absolutely love love this about him, is he he taught me the phrase, making the implicit explicit. Being able to work through that train of thought so that it's not so confusing for your partner. If we're having a conversation about dinner and my husband starts talking to me about the history of ramen, I am confused. I need, and I ask, hey, I very much love you. What does this have to do with dinner? And then he explains to me, oh, here's where I was going. It's far easier for me to say, oh, okay, okay, hang tight. Can we finish this conversation? And then I would love to hear about how, you know, ramen started to be imported in San Francisco. <laughs> I would actually love to hear the story too. I'll have to, I'll have to ask, <laughs> ask, ask him about it. Yeah, I think that that's actually a really great tip we can leave on today, which is that in our relationships, our partner is different than us and thinks different than us. And this is really regardless of anything. We are different humans and our children think differently than us and our parents think differently than us and our siblings. And I love that piece of advice around when you're confused about something that the other person said or did, and you think, I wouldn't have said or done it that way, what's happening? I thought we were eating dinner or whatever, that a really powerful thing you can do is to narrate your inner experience instead of just living with the assumptions. Because your assumption could have been, he's not paying attention to me, he doesn't care about what I was saying, he's out of it, like any of these things. But instead, you just let him know that there was an assumption. So you were like, hey, I'm starting to think some things here and I'm wondering something about it. I, I wanna be curious or I wanna let you know I'm confused. And I think that that is maybe something we could encourage everyone who's listening today to try is this week, if you're in relationship with any other human and you start having an internal dialogue about what the heck they're doing, narrate it. I'm wondering what the heck you're doing right now. Um, narrate it in a fun, nice, sweet way, but narrate it. And that can really change the trajectory. Yeah, because as as the doctor, doctors Gottman tell us, we can determine the, uh, the outcome of a conversation within the first few minutes. So let's clear up some assumptions within those first few minutes. Amazing. So Catherine is going to be here with us the rest of the week. Catherine Hurling is a licensed marriage and family therapist, works at A Better Life Therapy out of Pennsylvania. And we are going to be answering listener questions all week long. So I hope you join us. I'm Liz Earnshaw. I'm the author of I Want This to Work. You can find me on Instagram at Liz Listens. Thank you so much for listening to Good Risings. We love to hear from you. So please take a moment to leave us a review. Until next time, love on your loved ones. And when that gets hard, tune in to me to learn how to hash it out. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.
Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid high amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself. With 25% off at ritual.com slash prenatal.